Back in 2022, New York policymakers set a goal of preserving at least 30% of the state's public land by 2030 in order to preserve the Empire State's natural treasures for future generations. One of the tools in achieving this fast-approaching goal are community land trusts. And to flesh out the work they do and can do moving forward, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Andy Zepp, Executive Director of the Finger Lakes Land Trust, which was founded about three and a half decades ago and is headquartered in Ithaca. Thanks for joining us in the studio, Andy. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, for starters, what exactly is the mission of the Finger Lakes Land Trust? Our land trust works cooperatively with landowners and local communities to conserve those lands that really define the character of the region. Our last undeveloped shoreline, majestic gorges, scenic farmland, and forests that provide habitat for a lot of different wildlife species. And when you say conserve, does that mean make sure that everybody stays the hell away from this land and it's not used for anything or that there are some sort of uses of it in the future, but maybe not heavy development? Well, we work in a couple different ways. And in fact, through conservation easements, we conserve a lot of land that's actively used for farming and forestry. But we try to achieve a balance where there's areas that support our economy, particularly our region, agriculture and tourism are major drivers and also sensitive areas are set aside, for example, that filter runoff to our lakes, which serve as water supplies. In order to accomplish your goals, what tools do you have at your disposal? Well, we rely on primarily philanthropy to support our organizations. My organization is supported by more than 4,000 families from across our region. And we also partner a lot with government conservation agencies, whether that's an individual town, a county, or in many cases, New York State. So we also uh, rely on programs at the state level. And when you talk about those partnerships with governments, whether it is at the local level or at the state, is that primarily about accessing funds that they have? Or are there other things like uh, guidance or other stewardship help that they can provide? In some cases, it's funds. But in other cases, it's a collaboration because we can move more quickly. So we... in Cases where a seller, of owner of land wants to sell to, say, the state DEC, DEC wants to acquire it, but there's a gap in timing. Mm. We have enough resources available on a revolving basis so we can step in, buy that land, secure it, and then convey it to the state when funds are available. So land trusts are not unique. So what about the Finger Lakes Land Trust maybe makes it special from your perspective? Not all land trusts play that role as an intermediary, which we think is really important because a lot of our state conservation lands are the result of Depression-era farm buyouts and never really were designed. So there are key parcels that remain in private ownership that, if developed, could really affect the quality of those public lands. So that's one thing that is important in our region. The other is we don't just get involved in real estate to conserve land in that way. Water quality is a huge issue in the Finger Lakes. So we're also working with lake associations, county soil and water conservation districts to not only keep the water from getting worse, but actually improving it by restoring stream buffers, uh, trying to restore wetlands, create stormwater detention to, again, filter runoff to those lakes. And how is the Finger Lakes Land Trust able to do what it does? I guess, for example, what is your background? How do you and your staff have the expertise and capacity to take this on? Well, fortunately, we have staff and partners that know a lot more about specific 
science and conservation issues than I do. I got into this after starting out in retail marketing, of all things, okay. in Rochester. But I, what really attracted me is that every land trust has a common role in that we don't tell people what to do with their land. We instead uh, come up with the win-win solutions that meet their needs and conserve what's significant on the land. So the idea of development and land trusts might seem counterintuitive, but what is that sweet spot where the two can coexist in your mind? Well, I think it's about balance and good planning for the future, recognizing uh, needs, whether it's renewable energy, affordable housing, but also conserving land so that we, we do the best job we can, as imperfect as it may be in predicting the future of 100 years from now and beyond, to not squander our resources, but conserve those lands and waters that are really vital to our future. In terms of the work that you do with the state, are there things that you feel like the state does particularly well and is particularly beneficial for your mission? Yeah, and it's not just the state, but what we find is collaboration really works. So, for example, the New York State Conservation Partnership Program is a joint program between the state, DEC, and the nonprofit Land Trust Alliance. It's been around for years. It provides grants to land trusts, leverages a lot of additional resources, and I think that's really worked well. So that is, uh, I think, a real strength of the state. When we cooperatively acquire land, we have had some issues with the need to the state to speed up its acquisition process from us. So that's an area we'd like to see improvement made because today we have 12 different properties that are awaiting transfer to the state. I mean, that's not unique. There's a big backlog of lands being held by nonprofits that are awaiting transfer to the state. Is that just an issue with the state having a capacity problem? Does the state need to invest in more personnel to help smooth this process out? Yeah, and I think this is a somewhat obscure part of the bureaucracy, that over the years, I think there's been attrition in the real property bureaus, both of DEC and the Attorney General's Mm -hmm. office, and that in addition to staffing, there are probably some procedure and processes that could be improved and streamlined, such as how property title is reviewed. And what about grants for land trusts? Is there a capacity amongst land trusts like yourself to potentially do more if more grants were available? Yeah, again, we we already benefit from state farmland protection grants as well as through DEC source water protection grants, and they're invaluable to us. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, though, sometimes there could be timeliness issues that could be addressed. And frequently, I think over the years, there's there's been attrition, so there there is a need for staffing. But if more money was available, would the land trusts be like, yeah, we can totally use this money? Or would you say, no, the amount right now is perfect. We don't have the capacity to take on more projects. Oh, no, absolutely. It's And it's particularly needed now because post-COVID, we see more people moving to these remote areas and the land market is really heated up. So in the Finger Lakes, we're looking at our last unprotected, undeveloped shoreline. And there's a window of opportunity to conserve these lands now. And if not, they'll be lost forever. How, if at all, is your group responding to the efforts to build new renewable energy projects uh, across the state? For example, is it an issue for you to have solar and wind projects on land or even transmission lines? Or can that be part of your preservation efforts? 
Well, as with things like affordable housing, it's needed, but it's all about location, location, location. And we're really uh, trying to work with the state and other partners to do a better job of planning. So we, we roll this stuff out, but in the places it's most suitable. And then most importantly, we figure out how to create a win-win between renewable energy and agriculture. So we, we don't just convert our farmland into uh, solar farms, but can find you know, a combination where farmers can benefit from an income stream, but continue to have farming side by side with solar in particular. Well, I'm going to probably butcher the terminology that's used, but I think it's agrovoltaic uh, initiatives or something that the New York Power Authority has been uh, testing out, again, having that sort of uh, coexisting of farming and solar. Is that something that you believe in and has some sort of potential in New York? Absolutely. And I think research is needed because we don't yet know what the, what's going to work. And a lot of this is about economics. We could design the, the perfect system uh, in a lab, but will it stand the test of time with someone making a living on that ground? Right now, the governor is pushing an overhaul of the state's uh, transmission siting process, which could have the potential uh, of removing some of the voice of local communities during the process of siting new transmission projects. Any concerns uh, about that upsetting that sort of unique balance you were talking about in terms of making sure that projects are going where they're most appropriate? Sure. It is a concern. It's a tricky balance to strike. Mm-hmm. On one hand, we need to move forward quickly with uh, expanding our renewable energy production. At the same time, the question is, is the process going to be sustainable if local communities feel disenfranchised? So I think as with where these uh, facilities should go, uh, there has to be both sensitivity and planning, and it's, it's a tricky balance. What do you think of the overhaul of the siting process for renewable energy projects that was advanced, I think, back in 2020 by former Governor Andrew Cuomo with the new Office of Renewable Energy Siting? Has that been a working model in your perspective? I think these projects, because they're slow to develop Mm -hmm. and they're not yet out on the ground in our region, I think the jury's still out. And uh, we're waiting to see because uh, to date, it's mainly conversations and planning, we actually haven't seen uh, the facilities developed yet. So so waiting and seeing. I'm not sure whether this actually overlaps with your region, but it's definitely in your neck of the woods. There's this push from some uh, energy developers to get back at the methane in the southern tier by using so-called uh, carbon dioxide fracking, which they bill as a safer way of extracting these resources from hydro fracking. Is that something that's on your radar at all? I just heard about it in the press, and uh, it's totally new to me and unexpected. Uh, But at the same time, where we're coming from on a lot of stuff is all of this affects, at a minimum, the landscape Mm -hmm. and and looking at how is is this a good idea, period, and then if so, where. So we look at that with any land use, and what we're seeing is as the world becomes a more crowded place – we're seeing more pressures on the land and more and more incentive to, to do a better job of planning to accommodate the uses we need while conserving the resources we need. Recently, people looking to buy homes have encountered rising prices and much less attractive interest rates uh, really since the pandemic. Are those trends impacting land trust as well? Well, I think on, on two levels. One is more land trusts are reaching out to connect with affordable housing groups to uh, see how we can work together because there's such a glaring global need for affordable housing. 
So we recognize that and want to support affordable housing in the right places. At the same time, what we see in the Finger Lakes is not affordable housing per se, but people, say, from downstate who suddenly have more flexibility in their work life and have the opportunity now to buy a beautiful home site in the hinterlands that is putting more pressure on these beautiful areas with the view next to the water and so on. So that's creating more pressure on us to secure some of these areas we think are vital, for example, for water quality. Well, finally, if uh, listeners want to support uh, their local land trust or the Finger Lakes Land Trust in particular, what's the best thing for them to do? And what if they just want to get involved in general? Uh, we we have a, lots of volunteers, so we welcome that. Uh, two easy websites. Uh, Finger Lakes Land Trust is FLLT.org. And to find land trusts across the state or, or nationally, Land Trust Alliance is the National Association of Land Trusts, and they're at lta.org. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time. We've been speaking with Andy Zepp. He is the executive director of the Finger Lakes Land Trust. Andy, thank you so much for visiting us in the studio. Great. Thanks again. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.